we worked hard over the last couple of years to develop even some new analytics tools and visualizations that can help tell an easier story for our crop consultants to see where a product performs the best. And it also helps with product placement then as well. We're excited about the progress we've made and doing an even better job of helping our customers pick great products for their farm. Welcome to the Farm Smart Podcast, presented by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Every month, we're talking to sustainable agriculture experts from throughout the industry, along with our very own Tom Daniel, Director of North America Retail and Grower Sustainable Ag, and Dr. Sally Fliss, Director of Program Design and Outcome Management. As the leading source of insight for growers on evolving their sustainability practices while staying grounded in agronomic proof, FarmSmart is where sustainability meets opportunity. We don't just talk change, we're out in the field helping you identify the products, practices, and technologies that bring the future to your fields faster. On this week's episode, we're going to check in with Todd Pester, the Senior Manager of Seed Product Management at Nutrient Ag Solutions, to talk about the tools that are available to help growers select the right seed for the right acre and maximize both their sustainability impact and their profit margins. I'm Dusty Weiss, and Tom and Sally, I understand that you folks are going to be having your second annual Sustainable Success Champions program again this coming year at Commodity Classic. Tom, can I enter? No, Dusty, you cannot. Darn it! Foiled again. Actually, Dusty, if you were a farmer working with a Nutrient Ag Solutions crop consultant and you were working on sustainability on your particular farm, you could enroll. So I guess I'll ask the question back, are you qualified today? Unfortunately, I only own cropland. I don't actually work it myself. So I guess yet again, it's another nutrient contest that I won't be allowed to enter. But... There's a lot of incentive out there for folks to enter. Tell us about that. So you touched on it a little bit there in your opening comments. It's a program to recognize that relationship between the grower and the crop consultant for implementing sustainable practices on the ground. So we're recognizing two pairs of grower and crop consultant entrants from each of our five North American regions. So Canada, the East, the South. The Corn Belt and the West will each have two winners as the pair of the grower and the crop consultant don't have to be enrolled in any of our programs. Just be able to demonstrate and discuss all the different things that are happening on the farm and in that relationship with the crop consultant to implement sustainable practices on the ground. And then the winners get to join us down at the Commodity Classic in the spring in order to receive their awards and experience the event. And then We'll use those growers and crop consultants to help us help them tell the story of sustainable ag on the farm. So, Tom, last year when we did this event, we had our entrants join us in Phoenix for the NASCAR race. And what were some of your takeaways from that event and bringing those growers and crop consultants together? Well, The great thing that I saw come out of it was just the camaraderie between all the different regions and the different growers from different areas, because even though they farmed different crops and had different practices that they basically did on their farms, they all had the same central focus of sustainability. They were all focused on soil health, water management, you know, all the uh, resource concerns that we talk about, they were all totally engaged in those processes. Now, Some of them may have been doing those practices on a winter wheat crop, and some of them may have been doing it on lettuce out of California, but all of them were focused on it. And I just found that it's so interesting when you bring a group of diverse growers and even crop consultants together, 
that they always find common ground in farming together. And I think they all found common ground in sustainability. So one of the things I would ask you, Sally, we're going to be judging these different applicants. And like you said, there's going to be two per region. What are some of the criteria that we're going to look for when we're judging these applications? Sure. So I'm going to use some examples from last year, not to call anybody out or give too much detail, but we really want to see that depth of what's happening on the farm. So just saying something like, I do sustainable practices, I've always done sustainable practices, isn't going to be a sufficient answer for us to select your application. So we want to understand what are the practices that are working on your farm? Are you working with organizations like USDA and the Natural Resource Conservation Service? Are you working with other NGOs like Ducks Unlimited or other programs on the ground that can help support sustainable practices on your farm? And kind of that why, like what is it that's driving you as a grower working with your crop consultant or what is driving your crop consultant to help you implement those sustainable practices on the ground so that you do see the progress over time and how does that relate to the direction of your business. So a little bit of a story is helpful to see in those applications so we can really understand the decisions made and the direction that we're going on the ground. Yeah, and Sally, I would add to that a little bit is we're looking for growers that are working directly with their nutrient crop consultant around these practice changes and things on the farm. And we're looking for someone that's not just looking at the single crop year when a certain cash crop's growing on the acre, but how are they managing that acre 365 days a year? And how are they managing that acre in rotations over the next few years? Because all of those will give a clear indication of the grower's sustainability and what he's trying to accomplish on the farm. You know, we talk about soil health, we talk about water quality, but you know, there's a lot of things that a grower can do in season that can help drive changes on the farm too, especially around nutrient management. And Sally, one of those things I think about is doing soil and crop tissue sampling in season. And so we're in the soil testing season right now. Growers are out there today taking soil samples and determining what their nutritional needs are going to be. But one of the key components, I think, of any sustainable success champion is a nutrient management plan and the inputs that are going to be used on the farm. And what do you see working with in the nutrient management plan for a particular grower? Well, for one, Tom, like we've talked about a lot of times on the podcast, it's going to be different for every grower what works for that nutrient management plan, right? Like some growers are going to have it written down and documented and have it all planned out ahead of time and alternatives for if something goes wrong. Some growers are going to have it digital and some growers, it's just going to be that relationship with their crop consultant to be, like you mentioned, doing tissue tests, that constant evaluation for how are we going to make sure things come out the way we want them at the end of the season. So I think there's variety in what that is going to look like when we go to call something a nutrient management plan. And the important piece is really, like you mentioned, using all those tools that we have available, tissue testing, soil testing, crop scouting, the different products we can use during the season, the different products we can use before the season, other conservation practices that can be implemented to get the grower and the crop consultant to what the goals are that they've set for that cropping season. Yeah. Totally agree. It's about using the toolbox, right? And every crop consultant has a significant toolbox he can work with each grower and help accomplish those uh, sustainability practices that we're really looking for. 
And you mentioned something earlier, too. You talked about working with some groups like Ducks Unlimited and different ones. You know, we need those sustainable success stories being told within the industry today. And this group of growers that we're going to bring together in uh, Houston at the Commodity Classic, these guys are going to have stories that need to be told, that the consumer market needs to hear, the industry needs to hear, because sometimes agriculture gets a bad rap. So we need to be telling the stories of the successful growers. And Sally, let me ask you a question. If I'm a nutrient crop consultant today and I want to nominate one of my growers for this, how do I do it? And what are the deadlines to getting an application submitted? Tom, the deadline is December 15th to get applications in. And the best thing that the crop consultant can do is reach out to our regional sustainable ag leads because they're going to have the information. And I think we'll be able to post some links in the notes for this episode of where to go as well. But that would be Carlos Romero, Sky Hoffman, Marty Templeton, and John Griffin would be able to help growers and crop consultants get to the information they need to be nominated for the program. Yes. So we'll have a new person for the Western region here very shortly, and we'll be able to post that person's name also as a contact for this. I guess, Sally, that pretty well covers everything around the uh, Sustainable Success Champion. Let's just say again that it's going to be at the uh, Commodity Classic, which is February 27th to March the 2nd, and it's going to be in Houston, Texas this year. And Houston, Texas is usually a nice warm spot to go to in March, so it should be a great trip. But Commodity Classic is always a great opportunity of learning and to get together with people of like mind and the Sustainable Success Champions will definitely be people that will be coming together with like minds. So I look forward to it. And Sally, I thank you for putting this together. It's a great program. It's exciting to get these growers together. And I look forward to a time when we're able to get multiple years of winners together in the same room and really demonstrate the progress that our growers and crop consultants are making on the ground. Well, Sally, I'm just going to pile on with Tom here. It's a great event and a great way to recognize the folks in the industry who have invested themselves into the tenets of sustainability that we value so much and that we talk about all the time here on this podcast. And of course, if anybody's interested in learning more or entering, I know I'm excluded, but other folks out there might be nutrientagsolutions.com slash champion is the website you're going to want to visit nutrientagsolutions.com slash champion. And of course, Commodity Classic in Houston, a great way to learn from other growers about the practices and products where they've found success. Speaking of products, selecting the right inputs is of course a crucial part of both the sustainability puzzle and grower success. And so coming up after the break, we're gonna talk to Todd Pester, Senior Manager of Seed Product Management at Nutrient Ag Solutions, about some of the tools that are available to help select the right inputs. That's coming up in a moment here on the FarmSmart Podcast. FarmSmart is the core of Nutrient Ag Solutions' sustainable agriculture offerings, leading the field with growers to record positive environmental impacts while identifying and embracing new revenue streams. In leveraging practices and products and recording your outcomes, your reward for making informed agronomic decisions will be waiting for you in our digital sustainability platform. The data you input can help set a baseline, identify opportunities for continued improvement, and help qualify you for market access opportunities. We're here to maximize incentives and help ensure the legacy of your operation. 
Getting started with FarmSmart is easy. Log in or create an account with Agrable. Then track your data and get paid. Getting started now means we can get to the future faster. FarmSmart, where sustainability meets opportunity. NutrientActSolutions.com slash FarmSmart. This is the FarmSmart podcast presented by Nutrient Ag Solutions. I'm Dusty Weiss along with Tom Daniel and Sally Fliss, and we're joined now by Todd Pester, Senior Manager of Seed Product Management at Nutrient Ag Solutions. Todd, thank you for joining us. Hello, Dusty. It's great to be with you today, and thanks for having me. So, Todd, as our grower customers in the Corn Belt are getting to the point now where they're on the home stretch for harvesting their 2023 crop, dying to know what you could tell us about the 2024 Dynagrow corn and soybean portfolios that are going to continue to provide that home field advantage for our customers in 2024. That's a great question, Dusty. Dynagrow has an excellent lineup of corn and soybean products for 2024. We've been at this a long time and we've got a skilled set of product managers that are picking these products. And, you know, we've got soybean products from triple zeros all the way to 7.0s and corn products running from 70 days all the way to 118 day with a full range of traits and germplasm that are well suited to meet our customers' needs each year. So specifically for corn, in July, your team announced that the SmartStacks Pro technology is now available on Dynagrow Seed, enabling the seed to have three modes of action against corn rootworm. Can you elaborate a little bit why this technology is beneficial for the 2024 portfolio? Sure. Corn rootworm has been a, a challenging agronomic pest in corn for a long time. And back in the 90s, suppliers and technology developers had identified some BT proteins that have been very effective over the past couple of decades against this pest. But as time progresses and pests evolve over time with our systems that we're using to control them, they create some new risks and challenges that, you know, this new trait called RNAi is going to be very effective against. So SmartStacks Pro contains RNAi, which stands for RNA interference. So small molecules that a plant will produce proteins and this technology then chews it up. It's a naturally occurring process, but the trait was inserted into corn, be very effective and very specific against corn rootworm. So this should provide additional durability and control of this pest into the foreseeable future. So we're excited to bring it in. And we got two products in our Dynagrow lineup that are performing really well. One's a 105-day product and the other is a 109-day product. Those numbers, if you're interested, are D45SP33 and D49SP83. And on the other side of the spectrum in corn country, soybeans specifically, what's a new technology or trait that our customers should be taking a look at there? Well, this will depend really on where they're situated, what their cropping systems are. The two trait technologies that are kind of dominating soybean currently are Extend Flex that comes from Bayer as a supplier. And then you have the Enlist E3 that comes from Corteva. And so the market is about 50-50 for those two herbicide tolerance traits now. And we've got a full lineup of both of those at all maturities, again, from 009s all the way up to 70s. And so whatever the, the grower wants to use for their system, they can pick the trait first and that platform that they're comfortable using. Beyond that, it's really around agronomic traits. So those northern geographies that struggle with IDC or iron deficiency chlorosis, we've got great products for those situations. And then as you move further south and you get into the white mold issues, that's something the growers should be concerned about and looking for and planning for as they're selecting their hybrids and varieties in soybean. Beyond that, it's other common diseases and other agronomics, frog eye leaf spot and some of those other key ones, right? Just make sure you're working with our crop consultants and our agronomists to make sure that we're picking the right varieties for them, for their fields and whatever their concerns might be. 
So, Todd, we know there's a lot of options in the field for both corn and soybean and a lot of other seed varieties that Dynagrow has lines in. What are some tools that are available for crop consultants to help growers find the right seed from the Dynagrow lineup for the field that they're working with a grower on? Yeah, Sally, thanks for the question. We've got lots of resources online at dynagrowseed.com. Folks can go online and see all the products that are available, as well as tech sheets that describe what each product brings to the table in terms of traits and, and genetics and agronomic. And it's listed all by maturity so they can see which ones would fit in their zone. You know, another tool we've worked to develop really hard on the last few years is called our seed recommendation tool. And you can find that at this address here. It's hub, so H-U-B dot nutrientagsolutions.com. A grower can go onto that site. It brings up a U.S. field map. They can drill right to their field, select on that by their field boundaries, and it'll automatically populate a list of four or five products that would perform quite well across several brands. You know, if they're brand loyal, that's a great part about being with Nutrient Ag Solutions as a retailer. We've got access to all these national brands as well as our proprietary Dynagrow brands for both corn and soybean. So, Todd, one of the things that we work with in sustainability, we always talk about crop nutrition, we talk about the four R's, but I'm not so sure the four R's don't apply also to the way we look at our seed products and how we put that out today. And so sustainability depends on having the right crop planted in the right place at the right time at the right rate, right? So we have the maximum efficiencies that we can get. So give me an idea of the process of how do you select the right seed for the right acre and what is the process that you guys go through to do that? Well, that's an excellent question, Tom. And you're right. What you're proposing is those four R's, right? The right product at the right place at the right time and at the right rate, right? All of those things apply to seed. And seed is one of the most emotional and expensive purchases that a grower will make each year. And it's really important to have a relationship with an agronomist or a crop consultant that you trust to help you make those recommendations. There's lots of choices out there. But you really need to spend time going through that planning process and do it very early. So once you do select those products, you've got a good chance of getting those that are first on your list, but also have a plan B, right, for that second or third choice product if that first choice isn't available. But the process should really be going field by field, understanding what the yield goals are for that grower. It's about putting the right nutrients there and the right investment to have a successful harvest for that grower. So sitting down, looking at weed pressure, insect pressure, what are the soil needs in terms of nutrition, and then what products will perform the best or in response to those inputs, whatever those production goals are. And so again, it really gets back to working with your crop consultant and agronomist at a very local level, finding the exact right product at the right price point as well can be a big concern for some growers. So again, we've got a full line of, of products available in corn and soybean, and we're really confident we can find the exact right product for them for each field in their operation. Todd, to follow up on that a little bit, what are some of the other traits that we have information on, whether it's plot data or other available information for growers and crop consultants to take a look at on yield or input efficiency use and how that can tie into some of the offerings a grower might be eligible for from Nutrient Ag Solutions or some of our partners as they look at that farm plan for 2024? Yeah, that's a great question, Sally. And as I mentioned earlier, at dynagrowseed.com, there's lots of resources available for our growers, particularly on the Dynagrow lineup, but also on our suppliers' products for those national brands that we support, where you can go in there and look at those technical sheets. In addition to characterizing the maturity of that product, what traits are there, 
It also has a lot of management information on what type of tillage system you use, whether it's reduced till or conventional till. Maybe you're in those situations where you're using a cover crop and some of those more diversified things that growers are looking for as they're trying to become more sustainable on their farms. All that information is clearly listed there and, and each product is rated for its response to the conditions it might be in, but also response to inputs, right? So fertility, does it respond well to additional fertilizer or not? And that can be very informative for them as they make those selections. But again, working with your local crop consultant and agronomist is the best way then to verify that information. Hey, here's what I'm seeing on the tech sheets. Is there any additional information they can provide locally? You also asked about financing other types of, of opportunities. Again, that local resource is going to be your best source of that information on what programs might be available this year to help offset some of the costs of these products. Todd, another important thing that your team brings to bear is the data that you generate on the performance of different products out in the field. So could you elaborate on that a little bit? What does that process look like from your perspective? Yeah, great question. So I lead a team of product managers for corn and soybean across North America. And our primary objective is to work with our suppliers. And every year, this time of year, around late November, we'll sit with them and, and look through a whole list of new products that they would like us to evaluate based on our needs assessment where we say, hey, we maybe still have a couple of gaps in our portfolio and what do you have that might fit? And then we put those products then into a set of advancement field trials. And we'll test them for one or two years as a team and look at that information and see how they're performing against maybe some of the recommendations from the supplier and what we think they can bring in terms of filling gaps in our lineup. Beyond that advancement trial, then we work really closely with our network of agronomists to conduct what we call product performance trials. So these are a little bit bigger plots, maybe eight to 12 rows, maybe a thousand feet long. And we can have typically eight to 15 products in those. So maybe four or five Dynagro products, maybe some other brands that they're supporting and selling through the division or branch locations, and then maybe even one or two competitive products. And that's really the heart of the data that we use to train our sellers but also, you know, generate some excitement and interest from our customers. And so we can have up to 1,800 of those types of trial locations any given year in corn and another 1,100 in soybeans. So a really extensive network of trials that are conducted. Beyond that, we have some regional agronomists that we're working with to really tie Dynagro product and performance together with other proprietary offerings like LPI products and working with those on what we call side-by-side -side trials. And these are trials conducted with grower equipment. So it could be even a 24 or 48-row planter, right, that goes the whole length of a field or maybe even splits a field with one key Dynagro product versus another Dynagro product that they're maybe trying to complement with or maybe even replace in their lineup. Or maybe it's a key competitor that they're trying to compete against and demonstrate the value that Dynagro brings compared to that competitive product. And so, again, kind of a three-phase approach to testing and data analysis. We worked hard over the last couple of years to develop even some new analytics tools and visualizations that can help tell an easier story for our crop consultants to use when they're sitting with their customers to see where a product performs the best. And it also helps with product placement then as well. Hey, this one would work really well here. If you get into maybe a little sandier, lighter soil, you can see maybe the performance isn't quite as good. So we need to avoid those areas. Again, we're excited about the progress we've made the last two years and really looking forward to the future and, and doing an even better job of helping our customers pick great products for their farm. Todd, you probably know about it, but in 2024, there's a project that we're working with in partnership with Bungie. So Bungie is one of the biggest soybean crush facilities in North America, and we're working with them on two particular projects. One is around the Council Bluff crush facility in Iowa, and then we have three crush facilities in Indiana and Ohio that we're going to be working with. And 
one of the key things that we're looking at is Bungie is wanting to help these growers implement new practices on the farm, such as no-till, reduced tillage, cover crops, rotational diversification, and even nutrient management plants on the farm. So they're wanting to drive sustainable practices on the farm, and even there's an opportunity for a grower that could earn up to $35 an acre on these projects. The key component to most of these soybean acres is going to be yield. You know, how do we get the maximum yield that we can on these acres because the greater efficiencies, the higher the yield is that we can drive on the farms and still control our inputs on the farm. So we talk about Dynagrow and most people automatically think about corn, but I think about soybeans also because we've got some great varieties and great technologies that are actually available in the soybean side that can help drive sustainably produce soybeans. So what are some things that you see coming in soybeans or are there already out there? And is it important to place the right soybean on the right acre, just like we talk about corn? Yeah, soybeans are an important part of what we do at Nutrient Ag Solutions. And we take our Dynagrow lineup very seriously for soybean as well. And, and we're proud to offer, like I said earlier, two different trait platforms, whether that's ExtendFlex or Enlist E3. And we've got a full maturity group lineup in each of those trait platforms. So the grower has the option to select that platform first and then look toward the more agronomic characteristics that, you know, if it's disease tolerance or other types of response factors that come through the germplasm. So, you know, it's not really fair to pick any favorite from the lineup because every situation is unique and it's about finding the right product that's going to meet the customer's goals, right? Whether that's yield or other types of agronomic things that they might be facing on their farm. But again, looking at our 24 launch class within Dynagrow soybeans, we have new products ranging from 009s all the way up to 6.7s just in the 24 launch class alone, and several good products that are maybe one to two years old that are still performing really well. And so in the heart of that lineup for 2024, I probably mentioned two that I'm really excited about in that 3.5, kind of right in the heart of that lineup that would work all the way from Iowa to Indiana, as you were you know, suggesting with those crush plants. One of that product being an ExtendFlex product, S35XF44. And then on the list E3 side, maybe something a little bit earlier, the S31EN14. Both these products are widely adapted east to west and are having fantastic results in our field trials this year. So those would be great situations and great products to recommend for growers in that maturity zone. Well, thanks. And remember, too, most of these growers are going to be implementing cover crops maybe for the first time, and they need to be looking at what a no-till situation or planting into a cover crop. What are going to be the variables there that seed selection needs to be made with those conditions taken into account? And I think, too, Todd, it also talks about that seed treatment placement because that's going to be a key component in a no-till cover crop situation. Yep, and starting with high-quality seed. And we use industry standard tests for all of our, you know, seed testing each year to make sure that every bag that goes out the door and gets planted, right, it has a great chance for success. Yep. Todd, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I always like to give you a strange question that you're not expecting, <laughs> okay? So I'm going to give you one that's not on the list today. If you were picking your superstars in the Data Grow lineup today, are there some specific varieties or technologies that you would just point out and say, you know, this needs to be on the guy's farm? Now, I know geography determines lots of things, you know, around climate and those things, but I know that you've probably got some genetics in your mind that you think are going to be top of the line. So who are your all-stars for 2024? Yeah, that's a great question, Tom, and we've got so many. And it really depends on the region, right? As you move into those northern regions, obviously, IDC is a big concern, and, and we watch that very closely and monitor it and make sure that 
our varieties are very competitive in that environment. As you move, you know, across those timber soils to the further east and get into some lighter ground, right, we have good products for each of those scenarios. And, you know, some of those crushed grass that you're talking about there in Council Bluffs, you get into some of those really nice products in that 3-0 maturity that fit really nicely there. And again, we have a full complement of trait technology, right? Whether they would like it in the E3 lineup or in the Extend Flex. So that's where I'd leave it for now, Tom. But yeah, certainly great product for every acre. So you're not going to make any particular variety jealous of another one. So you're just basically saying, we got the lineup, we got the full pitching staff, we could be a World Series team going into 2024. He's like a proud papa, Tom. He doesn't want to play favorites. That's exactly right. (laughs) You can't do that. That's exactly right. Well, hey, Todd, this has been great. And of course, I wanted to bring the conversation full circle back to where we started it here, because my dad liked to say that you can have all the tools in the world, but if you don't use the right tool for the right job, you're not going to get much done. And so if we're interested in learning more about any of the products that we discussed here today, where can we find your seed finder tool? Yeah, we've got lots of resources online at dinogrowseed.com. Well, great. We'll certainly check that out afterwards. And we appreciate your taking the time to share with us all of your good information here. Todd Pester from Nutrient Ag Solutions, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Farm Smart Podcast. That is going to conclude this episode of the Farm Smart Podcast. New episodes arrive every month, so make sure to follow the Farm Smart Podcast in your favorite app and visit nutrientagsolutions.com slash farmsmart to learn more. The FarmSmart Podcast is brought to you by Nutrient Ag Solutions. Our executive producer is Connor Irwin, and the show is edited by Matt Covarubias. The FarmSmart Podcast is produced by PodCamp Media. Branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com. I'm Dusty Weiss for Nutrient Ag Solutions. Thanks for listening.